mind the real, you know the deal The powwow after you take a shower And we only deal with the real It feels so surreal Having a show featuring ordinary people Doing extraordinary things Within the community Like raising funds for charity Fighting for diversity Inclusion, dispelling myths and illusions Raising health awareness Tremendous conscious athletes Marathoners and triathletes Making a difference Combating ignorance mm. Behind the wheel, you know the deal Good morning and welcome back to another episode of Behind the Wheel. I'm your host, D. Ivan Oxley. And today we've got a special guest. Goes by the name of Baby Ox, Baby O, D. Rock, D. Livingstone. Give it up. How you doing today, man? I'm doing well. I can't complain. That's that's my standard spiel because nobody really cares, right? <laughs> no no one cares, man. I mean, some people might care, you know, in your inner circle. But for the most part, when they say, how you doing today? You start to tune out after somebody starts to make a, a complaint. Yeah, you know, I, I tend to agree with you on that. So I wanted to have you on the show because, you know, I think people are some people are familiar with you on uh, more so on Facebook and, and, and IG, but for those who are, are joining or coming on board late and um, are not familiar with you on Anchor and iTunes and some of these new platforms, I want to just kind of give them some um, backstory on who you are and how you got started with um, you know what you do. So let me shut up and uh, take it away. All right, well, yeah, it's, oh man, I come from a a... A, a fashion, social work, slash retail management, entrepreneurial background. Yeah, yeah if, you could, if I can say that, yeah. I started out, you know, I, when I was in high school, I was, um, I had taken this sewing class I, because I wanted, I wanted to learn how to sew. My mother used to make my clothes growing up. I never forget she made these corduroy pants for me and... I'm looking at my legs, you know, I'm feeling the, the grain. I'm like, okay, one was going up and one was going down. I was trying to figure out, like, why is this this way? Something's not right. They look like two different colors. And my mother assured me, like, no, it's the same fabric. I'm like, no, the grain is different. It's not supposed to feel like this. So I wanted to learn how to sew. I learned how to sew. And then, um, you know, I picked up the skills and went to FIT and then discovered lately, you know, Later on, it's like, no, you know, I want to make a difference. I want to do something more meaningful or whatever. So I had gotten into, um, changed my major and gotten into uh, social work. And, and at the time, I was working at Boys and Girls High School. And I spent like seven years there working under the tutelage, you know, of Mr. Frank Mickens. Shout out to Mickens. And those of you who, who grew up in Brooklyn or are just familiar with with um, Mr. Frank Mickens, he's, he was like my modern day Joe Clark. So uh, I, after spending time with him, I, I went from there and... and Worked in a um, a group out a group dag on a dropout prevention program. I worked in a group home also, but it was in Brooklyn in East New York during like I would say during the middle of the uh, the crack epidemic. So I would do home visits, knocking on doors, you know, going to tell folks, hey, you know, your, your son or your daughter is not coming to school. Um, yeah, and, and we want to make sure that he comes to school because it becomes like you know it was an alternative, and so was it. It was it was a little you know it got, it gets to be a little concerning. I didn't really think much of it at the time because I felt as though I was doing good work. So as far as like being concerned for my safety, um, that was never on my mind. You know, like I let it dominate my mind, so I wouldn't make you know make the visits or whatever. It was just like you. I've always been of the mindset, you know, that people people kind of feed off of your vibe, and they get a sense of you know what what does he hear about you know. Um, and, and if you, 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 you it's like, I think the word kind of got out, yo, that's detective McGruff. I wasn't a cop, but that was, the, that was the name that the kids gave me. You know, I had this, um, 
I used to drive this BMW 2002 and the hood was black, the trunk was black, the doors were black, but the rest of the body of the car was beige and it was a clutch. And so I would have to, you know, the battery was dead. It was kind of, you know, it was a different time. So I would park on the hill, right? And so after work, so picture me now, I'm, I'm, I'm finished work. I've got like a, a little attache case I throw in the, in, the, in, the, uh, in the car. I got a suit on you know, bow tie and I'm outside and I'm pushing my car down the hill, pop the clutch. And they say, yo, McGruff, you need, you need to push. You good. You good. And so this was, this was kind of the era that I, the time frame. And I think what, what, what happens is I think people start to, they, they, you, you develop like a mutual respect. So when I, when they would see me coming through the projects or whatever, it was never like, yo, yo, let's get that kid. And thank God nothing ever happened to me in all the years that I worked in, in East New York. And we're talking about some of the, um, you know, the most treacherous neighborhoods, um, and projects from, from the pink houses down to 310, you know, on Sutter, you're talking Belmont, you know, picking houses all over the place. So it was, it was some time and I, I enjoyed the work that I did fast forward. And then I started like, you know what, this is, I'm, I'm, I'm spending a lot of time with my, um, in high schools away from uh, my family, my kids, they're starting to grow. And I was like, you know, I did a lesson one day in class and the kid was like, yo, I'm tired, man. I'm like, what are you tired from? Like, really? Like, what do you do? You, you come here to school. Like, what are your responsibilities? Like, what else do you have going on? You know, you, you go to school, you're living at home with your parents or whatever, and that's it, you know, no adult responsibilities, like, so why are you so exhausted, and I start, I ran down my list of um, my time, and I was, I'm looking at it, I'm like, dang, I spent a lot of time on the road, in transit to and from the night job to the day job, leaving from there, going to school, and it was like, yo, I need to, I need to make some changes, so I decided that I would work um, closer to home, and I took this job, it was at a startup, it was, um, it was just starting to expand out in, in Long Island, um, Fed, uh, Kinko's at the time before they, before FedEx bought them. And I was making copies at night. So I was like, yo, this will, this will work. It'll be, you start doing the calculations. Well, if I save X amount of dollars on the commute, okay, that's gas, the wear and tear on the vehicle. You know, you start rationalizing. It's okay. I make the adjustments and I can do this. And what I need to do, like, okay, got to make sure you got to have health benefits. Okay. We make some, you know, you start cutting out some things. Okay. If we cut cable here, all right. If we rent out an apartment, build this out and you start making, all right. So I think we could handle it. And so I left the job during the, uh, the daytime. Um, and it was, it was a leap at first. It was like, yo man, that's, that was, you know, that's what I enjoyed doing, but it was counter what, um, what my main purpose in life was at the time. So if my family's important, I'm spending more time at work away from them. Then it wasn't, you know, it wasn't really a balance. I figured if I was able to get this job at, um, Kinko's and was like right in Hopog, I lived in Brentwood at the time. And Hopog was like, you figure like, 10 minutes away. So that was, that was like a quick jump. I was like, okay, fine. You know, instead of sitting in the car on 495, just like grudging it out, you know, you pop a book on tape and, or you pop some music in to make it in, um, to, to, to Brooklyn. And then it's just like, oh man, it's, and it's the same thing coming back. There's no, there's no getting around traffic in New York. Um, but I was like, you know what? I think it would be worthwhile if I make the, uh, the transition. So I did. And it proved to be beneficial, you know, you, you're able to then transfer a lot of the skills and talents that I had acquired through working with Mick, running the, uh, the drop-off prevention program, and then transitioned to, into retail management. Um, so that worked out well, you know, helped them open up a bunch of stores, and 
you know, left from FedEx and started a cleaning company and um, walked out the house one day and went flying in the air and, and landed on my back. And that was it, man. I was like, oh, man, I got to, I got to, yeah, this, this is, uh, yeah, that ice, man. You got to, got to shovel the snow, man. Shout out to landlords who get out there or homeowners who get out there and make sure that they, they shovel the snow. That was not the case. And that, yeah, that, that, that kind of put a damper on things. And it left me in a, in a, in a, in a funny space. Um, I wasn't running at the time. Um, so then it was like, yo, what am I going to do? You know, it just became like a, a oh man, it was a dark period. And running kind of helped me get out of that, you know, moved to Connecticut, was working with CVS. And then, um, you know, was transitioned from CVS and was at the depot. And that's where, um, that's where I had found this place. I was living downtown Bridgeport, um, Connecticut. And I was like, yo, the job was out in Wally World. I was like, man, I got to work closer to um, closer to the job, man. You know, so I put out the word and a friend, a co-worker at the time, Nancy, was like, yo, Nancy's this like about, about five, five white lady with a buzz haircut. Um, she was my um, my video plug. Her daughter worked at the library. And so when I would, you know, she brought me up to speed and like I was looking for like videos because I was out of touch. I was like, yo, what's hot? What's what's good? What what is, um you know, what's a good series? You know, so you're talking about everything from from house of cards to uh you know ev everything that was out that was oh my god i forgot the name of that 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 show with the drug guy oh man it was anyhow she would get all my videos from the library in the series so it kind of brought me up, up to speed um mm. and then it was like okay so yeah i'm looking for an apartment nancy what's up what do you what do you know so she you know she started doing a search and in the final place and that's where i had came into the studio that I'm in now. And at the time I didn't see it as a studio. I opened up the door and I was like, okay, that's it. Well, it's like right around the corner from the depot. Okay. All right. Yeah. We can make this work. And I always had the ability to kind of look at a space and say, Hmm. Okay. If I move this here, minimize that, set that across the corner here, get the, the Murphy bed, plop that down. Okay. Uh, but my treadmill fit in here and with my couch and, 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 and chair fitting and I'm good. My bike and, yeah, so all I need is my, my, my treadmill, my couch, my chair, my bike, and my shoes. That's all I need is my treadmill, my chair, my couch, my bike, and my shoes, and my and my sneakers. Yeah, that's all I need. My treadmill, my bike, my, my running shoes, my sneakers, and, and my books. Yeah, I bring my books, and I got to bring my hats. You know, so you, you, you move, and it's like, okay, so I got everything in there. And then I started doing these these skits. Um, and who knew that this would be like the backdrop for what is now like run utainment. Um, that's where I produce all of the, the videos for the weekly race recap. Um, that's where the, the road to shy town show was produced. That's where, um, yeah, that's where pretty much everything takes place right here. And now the, the podcast, which is, you know, you have like a mobile microphone and an iPad and it can be anywhere. Um, so this, this is not, but that, that was always something that I was interested in doing, you know, in terms of when you're thinking about like training and develop, you want to make it interactive. You want to make it so people feel like they're getting something out of it and you're giving them something, um, that's worthwhile and of, of, of value and they walk away friendly. Yeah, man. Yeah. I, I like that. That's, yeah. I want to learn more about this, whether, whether it's customer service or this, this new product, if it's engaging and it's out there and you're putting it in a format and people are learning from it, it's like, oh, that's cool. And I, you know, I, I thank God that I stayed abreast of, of technology and, and, and being able to 
utilize it so it's not starting like fresh like a mouse no i don't do we need to get somebody in here to 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 what's a mouse you know what i mean so i'm not at that oh man you know i'm not an it guy where i'm you know i'm running code and all that but i'm abreast of what's going on. i can have i can conceptualize in my head okay i need something that's going to be able to transfer this uh video into audio so i can put it on this podcast yeah and what is there something I did that does that? Can I go and write the code for it? No, I don't want to. I don't. I'm, I don't know how to do that. Yeah, it's not something I'm interested in. But if I get involved with something and I get wrapped up in it, next thing you know, I'm like, okay, I need to buy a book. And so I would go out and and you know, you get a book on running, and that's the same thing. It kind of started from there and grew from there. Um, so as far as these like running skits, that's pretty much how it started. I was just like challenging myself each week. Um, to get better you know i felt like yo okay you ran you ran a 10 minute mile this week okay let's see if we can do a 9 45 all right so this guy last week did a 9 a 10 minute mile this week you know you're up and you're battling yourself and you're gonna do a 9 45 and that became like the challenge and it was just like fun banter back and forth and then i started telling these um these stories of just okay yeah now you're doing an interview i was going i was in philadelphia and i was getting ready to do this half marathon and um rock and roll philly and i'm like okay so let's interview this guy so i'm talking to myself like i'm doing right now talking to myself and so I'm like okay so tell us you know you're getting ready how did it go what you're gonna do you know lay out the plan and it was just you know you write out a little script and it's just fun you know ah just entertainment for yourself um, and so that was the entertainment portion. And that's how I came up with run entertainment, you know, running and entertainment. And so there you have it. And so that, that was the run entertainment. That's how we came up with the name for, for run entertainment. And then it was like each week I wanted to do just kind of capture and highlight the achievements of runners, triathletes, um, endurance athletes, people who I did, you know, if you're just going from the couch to your, your, um, to the bathroom and you, you know you did that in, in in 30 seconds flat you know shout out to you you know that's what that's what you're doing good i have no you know i'm not complaining people in the gym whatever you're doing just as long as you're out there and you're you're getting active that's that it was like the main thing so that's what i wanted to do and you find out you know it was a little i put out a question like why do you run you know and people run for different reasons and just to be able to hear the responses and go back and read that. And I was like, yo, maybe I should do like a, um, like a running rap. Like I'm not a rapper. You know what I mean? Uh, but I could tell a story, you know? So I figured I could do that. And so this guy, um, Gary Waller in the feed on you versus you, you versus the year, pardon me. He responded he's like, yo, just send me the track and I'll give you a 16. I'm like, okay, how do I send you the track? Okay. I just got to convert this to this and then I'll send it to you. And then you'll do your verse on the top of it. I'm like, okay, well, yeah, let's do that. And this is like, this is the first time I've ever done anything like this. So I always think it's, it's, uh, it's, it's funny. Is it fate? Is it meant to be? Is it destiny? Is it just coincidence? You know what I mean? Is it just a coincidence? Did this just happen or is there some, something else at play here? whatever you know you don't read a whole lot into it but i just thought it was interesting that someone um that i had never met personally uh in a feed would say yo send me the track and then i'll do x y and z and now you fast forward and it's been dang, it's almost been like um it's, i think it's, it seems like it's been more than two years now 
and I go back to the track and I remember someone calling me and saying, yo, you know, who are, you know, people, people want to know, they, you know, they're, they're curious about who you are. And that's how I came up with this track. And, um, and so, yeah, that's how I came up with the, the, the behind the story, the intro, that was the introduction song to, uh, the first behind the wheel episode. And so it was, it went something like this. One more shoe, then I'm through. One more dress will release this stress. One more purse to match her fur. One more sneaker, you get the picture. All I need is one more pair. Now the closet's full. No more room for more, but I still want more. This was like my ups- I was. A, I'm a sneakerhead. Not was a sneakerhead. I'm, I'm. I'm in recovery. I'm getting. I'm getting help. I'm. I, I am. I think I am. At least that's what I tell myself. You know, one more. All I need is one more pair, then I'll quit. Shit, but I've been saying that since before I had the twins. Listening to hymns, going for swims at St. John's Wreck and Prospect Place. I used to lace up Pumas, Wallabies, Felis, LSEs, New Balance, Adidas. It was the 80s and it didn't matter and I didn't care. And I said it often. I don't care. It was just something that I kept saying. That was like, I don't care, you know. I don't care. You, know, just, you just say things and you reinforce yourself it. That was the message that I kept telling myself, walking over the Brooklyn Bridge for night school, not for extra classes, though, because I played the fool in day school, getting getting how I finally decided to drop out. And I went to work at the Board of Ed. Yeah, you heard what I said, the Board of Ed. How do you figure during the summer youth program? I wasn't your ordinary summer youth employee, man. I wore a button up suit and a tie and I came to work on time. You know, little shit that people take for granted and were stayed late to work on extra projects and it was a it was a mindset that this is like a reality this is like basically what i was doing i i'm like oh man i remember working for mr Mackey, and he was during the summer youth and he was like prior to getting the job said you go to work you know you you watch your parents you know you have the benefit of being in contact with with someone and they're telling you listen man you know you get the job make sure you get there on time stay work so you develop a work ethic and I was like, I don't want to go to, I'm tired of this high school thing, man. So I dropped out. I said, I figured I'd go get my GED. And that, yeah, and it was like, yo, well, yeah, that's not going to work out. I need to go get a job. So I dropped out and I went to um, work at the board of it, went to lunch, came back on time. And when it was all said and done, Mr. Mackey said, good job, son. And should you ever need anything, stop by my office and see me. So I did. Pop said, you better get a job or get out. And I knew I thought I had it all figured out. No real plan. I was young, immature for sure. I was going to get my GED. You feel me? I went to one class and they couldn't speak English. I was finished. I went back to high school. I was ahead of my time in a rush to live, to drive, to thrive. I thought I was deprived. I saw the pearl play high, live at the, live at the high and soul in the hole. God bless his soul. He was nice. Life seemed like a mystery. Now they telling me I'm a mystery. <laughs> Go figure. So, Pearl Washington, I mean, it, you know, you're, you're in high school, you're young, you're impressionable, you have no idea that this guy, well, you know he's, he's, he's nice, he's got like this, this crazy crossover, um, and ball handle skills, he was like, he was like a man playing with like kids at the time, you know, and just seeing him was like, wow, and then turn on the TV and then he's playing for the Nets, he's playing for Syracuse before he played for the Nets, obviously, it was just, it was just incredible, you know, to be able to experience that. One more shoe, then I'm through. One more dress will release the stress. One more sneaker, you get the picture. All I need is one more. Now the closet's full. No more room for more, but I still want more. 
things started to change when I met Mick. He was the principal at the high. He used to work, we used to work side by side. He took me under his wing. He was a strong, no-nonsense, educated black man. Rocked the bow tie, chomped on a cigar like Columbo in a trench coat like Rakim. Mick was no joke. Let me back up to how we met. I realized I needed my high school diploma. My guidance counselor, Miss Lewis, gave me a hard time. Uh, at least that's what I thought she did. You know, she didn't want me wasting her time. So I came to the office now all of a sudden. I'm serious. I'm at school now after not being there and say, oh, wow, you know, now now I'm ready to go. She's like, well, let's see if you're really ready to go. She didn't she didn't have time to meet with me. She didn't want me wasting her time. So I'd visit her day. I'd visit her office every day for weeks. But, you know, finally met she was she finally met she saw how serious I was and I said oh by the way I need a job she pulled a few strings with Mick and I was back at the board of ed 110 Livingston Street Ivan Livingston's son was finally getting his life together and so it was like me Steve and Alvin walking over to Brooklyn Bridge shopping at Sims one more shoot and I'm through one more dress release distress one more sneaker you get the picture all I need is one more pair now the closet's full no room for more but I still want more and so I'm going to play the original track for you. That was the story behind that. And um, yeah, so, you know, th this is this is what I'm doing at this point. I like to be able to tell stories and to be able to create them and, and share them with me. So I think this is going to be like a segment that we're working with. Tell me how you what you think of it. Um, so you'll hear the, the, the track in its entirety. Uh, so I spend some time. It, it, it's it's a, a reprieve from, you know, the day's work. Uh, it allows the creative process to be able to think about music and then arranging it um, and then think about some past stories and why do I remember these things and then sharing them uh, with people online to help, um, you know, just spread some some smiles and add some cheer to, to, to your day. You know, somebody might be experiencing something a little similar to add a little motivation, a little inspiration and just say, hey, yo, you're not alone in this battle. All right, so thanks so much for tuning in. Check out the song. Um, I'm going to be making these available on on SoundCloud and, 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 and for purchase, etc. So if you're interested, you know how to get a hold of me. You guys have a good day. Take a listen. Later. Yo, you got any more? All I need is one more shoe, then I'm through. Nikki said one more dress will release her stress. One more purse to match her fur. One more sneaker, you get the picture. All I need is just one more. Now my closet's full. No more room for more, but I still want more. All I need is one more pair, but I've been saying that since before I had the twins. Listen to hymns going for swims at St. John's Wreck and Prospect Place. Used to lace up Pumas, New Balance, Adidas, Feed Lies. I thought I was fly. Wallabies, LSEs, and Nikes. It was the 80s and it didn't matter and I didn't care. And I said it often, I don't care. Grew up a little black boy with homemade clothes. Lord knows different features. Sitting in the bleachers and out of here in a thick accent, I would lament. Why so little spent on my gear? Malcontent, I'd continue to grow. I tell you how the story goes, but I didn't care, and I said it often. I don't care. Walked over the bridge for night school. Not extra classes, though, because I played the fool in day school. Finally decided to get serious and drop out and went to work at the Board of Ed. Yeah, you heard what I said, the Board of Ed. How you figure? During the summer youth program, I wasn't your ordinary summer youth man. I wore a button up and a tie. I came to work on time. You know, little shit people take for granted. Stayed late to work on extra projects. Went to lunch, came back on time. And when it was all said and done, Mr. Mackey said, Good job, son. And if you should ever need anything, you stop by my office and see me. 
so I did. Pop said, you better get a job or get out. I knew he was about it, about it, because he threw my brother out. Thought I had it all figured out, no real plan. Young and mature for sure, was gonna get my GED, you feel me? I went to one class, they couldn't even speak English. They were all over me, I was finished. I went back to high school. I was ahead of my time in a rush to live, to drive, to thrive. I thought I was deprived. I saw the pearl play live at the high, and soul in the hole. God bless his soul, he was nice. Seemed like life was a mystery, now they telling me I'm a mystery? <laughs> Go figure. Things started to change when I met Mick. He was a principal at the high. We used to work side by side. He took me under his wing. He was a strong, no-nonsense, educated black man. Rocked a bow tie, chomped on a cigar like Columbo in a trench coat. Like Rakim, Mick was no joke. Let me back up to how we met. Once I realized I need my high school diploma, my guidance counselor gave me a hard time. At least that's what I thought. But she just didn't want me wasting her time. So I'd visit her office every day for weeks. Miss Lewis was a trip, but I liked her. And when we finally met and she saw how serious I was, oh yeah, by the way, I need a job. She pulled a few strings with Mick and I was back at 110 Livingston Street. Ivan Livingston's son was finally getting his life together. Me, Alvin, and Steve walking over the Brooklyn Bridge, shopping at Sims, always looking to cop new things. On our way to Paragon, then watching Irving for night school. One more shoe, then I'm through. Nikki said just one more dress, release her stress One more sneaker, you get the picture All I need is one more pair, I swear Now the closet's full, no more room for more But I still want more History of a sneakerholic What can I tell you? I'm an addict Y'all know there's worse things I could be addicted to This is true, this is mine's I don't know about you Started doing sneaker reviews, had me feeling like a pusher man You need speed, you flat swear sack You're going long, you're gonna need some extra cushion when you push Something for your everyday stride, get a daily trainer for your ride.